thank you for joining us again another episode of rebuilding the black family with david grant and myself carl lewis really blessed that you're with us and i want to encourage you again to please like our program episodes and subscribe to our podcast you know for today's program we have a very interesting program for you about entrepreneurship one of the pillars of the success for the success of any community is entrepreneurship and uh, business and so in building strong vibrant, self-sufficient black families and communities, it is essential that we emphasize the importance of black-owned businesses. So you're going to want to stay tuned for this episode of Rebuilding the Black Family today. And so we're going to look at the elements or the keys to starting, sustaining, and maintaining and building strong, successful businesses. And so David Grant has an excellent guest today. You'll want to tune in to hear what he has to say about the importance of entrepreneurship and how you can build your business. Thank you, Brother Carl, for that wonderful intro. Um, I look forward to this program. We have with us Brother Courtney Frazier, who is a both business and criminal lawyer. Um, he, I'm going to read his bio um, because I think it's you know quite wonderful, his journey to even get to this point, and then we'll get right into it. Um, so here we have Courtney Fraser. He received his paralegal license in 2011 and then started his own practice. He received his bachelor's in sociology in 2014 and then received his law degree in 2018 and wrote the bar and articled in 2019. He articled in criminal law, but during the pandemic, he broadened his practice to include both business law as well as helping entrepreneurs. In 2020, he started a not-for-profit organization called Legacy United. The purpose is to provide resources and support to vulnerable members of our community. They conduct different programs and activities throughout the year, most notably their mentorship program, which is currently taking place. His legal uh, firm called Frazier & Associates Legal Group offers a number of services to entrepreneurs and businesses such as consultations, incorporations, and contract negotiations and drafting. Courtney also practices criminal law as well as serves as a notary public. All of his contact and coordinates uh, in, you know, for his information will be seen at the bottom of this video. Courtney, that is quite the profile, quite an extensive <laughs> and diverse profile, brother, you know, happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy to, I want to say hello to the audience and everyone who's listening and watching. Uh, it's great to be here, man. For sure, man, for sure. Well, you know, let's get into it. So we, uh, I'm going to pull up my questions because um, I think this is an important topic because, you know, entrepreneurship um, has, you know, there's so many ways to look at it and there's so many different ways to be an entrepreneur. There's not a one size fits all no. way of doing it. Right. And, you know, especially in our community, um, I think just what, with what we've been through in terms of working in respective institutions that we don't control, that we have no ownership of, unfortunately, that makes us more susceptible to be mistreated and therefore feeling like, we have no way of getting out because we don't control it versus with entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And you could probably talk more about this. There clearly is a difference. There's, I guess, a bit more control. There's a bit more uh, autonomy to be able to do what it is that you want to do as it pertains to your dreams or aspirations or whichever. Um, so my first question is, is uh, I'm, I presume you have clients cross-culturally, right? Yeah. But 
in your experience working with with black people specifically, what has it been in terms of providing legal advice when it comes to businesses? You know, what has been your experience in working with them? What have we done well? What do we need to improve on? I think that would be good to start and then the other questions will get into it so i've been i've been working with uh black business owners for a few years now mm -hmm. uh i would say from 2020 though it, it it became my my everyday thing uh yeah i love entrepreneurial energy mm -hmm. it makes me feel like i'm in school working on a project with the smart kids yeah okay rather than like i said i do criminal law too and nothing yeah. against uh nothing against my criminal clients but uh <laughs> I rather put my energy towards building things than towards always going up in front of this judge trying to escape some trouble or something like that, right? Mm, okay, I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll just give you a quick little recap of my 2020. Go ahead, yeah. So I'm working for my mentor uh, with his criminal in, within his criminal practice, mm -hmm. and then um, I I already had a paralegal license coming in, um, and I and I had my law degree, and I. Uh, I was looking to get started on kind of get I always knew I was going to work for myself regardless because yeah. I've always been a, I've been an entrepreneur uh, since 2011. My first business, my, my law business has been my first business. Your paralegal business. Yeah, my paralegal. Specific, yeah. yeah. And then, so okay. I already had uh, familiarity with running a little practice, getting clients, marketing and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I knew I was going to work for myself. So I and I remember the dates specifically. So basically. March 14th, 2020, that was going to be my last day. It was a Friday with my boss, right? I told okay. him, like, I'd asked for I'd asked for a raise. He couldn't give me it. Um, and, I under, and I understand because I asked for, like, a higher, like, a, like it, was a, it was a much higher raise yeah. than what he was. It was probably, like, double than what he was giving me, Woo! right? Yeah. But it was that was kind of my, I, looking back, I kind of feel like I gave him that price because I felt like I can make more than that on my own anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. I had, you knew I had, your worth. I had a little experience, and he had taught me um he had taught me so much things so i of course applying my work ethic and what i knew already with what he had taught me i knew i mm -hmm. could make uh, a lot more mm -hmm. so march 14th was my last day i'm thinking yeah march 16th i'm gonna you know go to, i'm gonna go to court for my clients as usual and everything is gonna be gravy my my business is gonna steam ahead like yeah, of course you know? of course of course i get to court march 16th it's a monday morning and for the first time in my life, court is closed. Nobody in. Nobody can. Nobody can come in. Oh shit! Because COVID. Co that was the day that Canada just said lockdown. Yes, yes, yes. So now, if you're a criminal lawyer, um, and courts close, there's nothing for you to do. I was about to say you're. You have there's no, no business. Yeah. Lawyers make lawyers make money off of billable hours. Uh, accountants probably too. A okay. lot. A lot of people. Doctors get paid by the hour. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but if courts close, what what was there for you, you know, to do? So which criminal needs you if if he's not going to jail? It's true. Or if, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I literally went home and I just thought, like, I, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, like, damn, I should have stayed. Sorry, for, sorry for my no, life. No, 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 it's okay. Damn, I'm like, you know, this decision yeah. right now, like, I've, I oh, I made a horrible decision at the time because I, wow. I was thinking, like, if I was with my boss, he'd probably still he'd probably find something for me to do because he was a yeah. busy guy, a busy mm -hmm. lawyer. He always has trials and everything going on. So, mm -hmm. but. At the end of the, so I sat home for a little bit, mm -hmm. and then luckily, like his wife, uh, she she was a lawyer. She's a retired lawyer. Okay. She now runs uh, one of the colleges in the city. She's a, she's she's a black. These are black. These are black people as well. I was well. about to say, are, really, are these like, this is like this, come this, on, this, this is like the Huxtables. Hey. This, is like, this is probably like the wow. Huxtables though. Wow, but, um, <laughs> that's beautiful. So she was a lawyer herself, and um, she's like um, 
she is on the board of a, a college in the in, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So there was a book that he had had at his house about cannabis law. I had taken from him, so she knew I had taken the book and I had read it, whatever. So yeah. she she approached me to to design a course based on cannabis law and, t- okay. and to teach it. Right? Okay. And where would you be teaching it? Where, I was oh. teaching it virtually because oh. schools are closed too. Oh, so, so it was a, it was a good opportunity. That was a great like, opportunity. I can work yeah. from I can work from home, whatever, and, yeah. and do that. So I did that. While I'm doing that. I'm just seeing so much businesses go under. Yeah. So, so because the government's offering support, but the support is coming late, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of businesses, if they don't make, if they don't uh, make payroll this month, they're gone. Dude, if that, they don't have it. income coming in this month, they're gone, right? Wow. And the government was telling you, oh, no one's allowed to come into your establishment. So then, unless you're essential, exactly. If you're retail, think yeah. about it. If you're retail and you have a ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar lease, um, whatever you do, whatever business you have, if you have expenses. You have people you have to pay, and now your your customers can't come inside your establishment. Yeah. So if you don't already, if you haven't already conformed to the digital marketplace, you're behind. You're behind. Yeah. The funding is coming late, so I'm seeing people go under. So then something just clicked. I feel like I needed to. I needed to help these people. Yeah, like of course. I needed to. I needed there to. There we go. You want to fill a niche. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just feel like these people are gonna need need somebody, mm-hmm. and I felt like, um, I know how the economy works. People are maybe people are losing their businesses, but whenever there's times of uh, uncertainty, that's when you're gonna see new entrepreneurs and new mm. innovations and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there's gonna be a lot of new business owners, and I just felt like I just wanted to be, I just wanted to help them too, yeah, right? So, so, um, so, so, Courtney, you, I mean, you're already taking us into so many good nuggets of wisdom when it comes to the importance of entrepreneurship and yeah. keeping the theme with the, with the title, right? I was going to so, tell you why it's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to tell you why it's so no, important. No, I was about to say, that was going to be my next question, so go, go right ahead, yeah. Entrepreneurship is important because the government can't provide jobs for everybody in the community. Mm-hmm. It's impossible for the government on, on just taxpayer money alone yeah. to provide jobs for everybody. Mm-hmm. They need entrepreneurs to be innovative and to create jobs. Mm-hmm. Create uh, create jobs and create wealth for the economy, so mm-hmm. money could be distributed and stuff like that. Yeah. Without entrepreneurs, um, the economy wouldn't run. Yeah. Right. If we we would be a communist country if we yeah. didn't have entrepreneurs. It's true because then everything belonged to the state. No, exactly. It's true. Yeah. Um. So that's why entrepreneurship is so big. I, I don't know if everyone, if people know this, but even the tax code that we have, it's basically influenced by entrepreneurs. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entrepreneur. It's entrepreneurs that try and get exceptions to taxes. The mm. working person. They're just gonna pay what they what you tell them to pay because yeah. you already, they already have the job and mm-hmm. you know they're not gonna stand they're not really gonna stand up about taxes. It's the yeah. entrepreneur who's gonna find loopholes. The investor is gonna find loopholes. And how can I not get taxed for this mm-hmm. income that I'm that I'm making on the side of this and that? You could be more innovative. Yes, because, it's on, yeah. trust me. Entrepreneurs without entrepreneurs, we just wouldn't enjoy the life that we we enjoy. The government. What, the government implements things too slow. They don't. Mm. They're not at the forefront of technologies. Yeah, we leave that up to the technology companies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not. Yeah. Their, it's not the government's job to do that. Anyways, the government's job is to help us regulate. To regulate some type of standard between you and I's relationship or conduct with each other, mm. whether it be how do we respect each other's bodies, how do we respect each other's property, yeah, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's why entrepreneurship is so important because without entrepreneurship, uh, you and I don't have jobs. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you, I don't think you work for the, you. I don't think you work for uh, the government. So no, no. So I'm, 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 I'm split. So I have, so I have my own private therapy practice, right? Which yeah. I, which you know, I'm self-employed. I have my own client. I market my own stuff, but then I also 
work for CAMH. You know, I work as okay. a uh, as a therapist in the Sapacy program, I think, as you and I have talked about. So I guess I have one foot in, one foot out. But initially, I started when I came back from UConn um, in the end of 2021. I started full-on entrepreneur, yeah. right? Getting my own clients, doing my own thing, making my own hours, setting up my own tax, all of that. So yeah. I I definitely know all about that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and even with working with Cam H, I don't I don't I don't know your specific situation, but you may be just hired as a contractor, or you may be an employee. I'm an employee currently. Oh, yeah. of Cam H. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but, but I know there is that option of being a contractor. Yeah, yeah. getting straight pay and stuff like that. But then mm-hmm. you won't get the benefits and stuff like that they offer. That's so it's. It, yeah. But if you have a family, it's, it's sometimes it makes more sense just to take the benefits because then all your kids and all your, and your wife can get on your benefits as well. So you know what? Talk more. Talk more about that because that then leads us into the pros and cons of entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. So, so tell me because you know there's maybe some people listening or watching in. Who may say, okay, you know, Courtney's making some good points. You know, uh, it's entrepreneurs that drive the economies. Entrepreneurs that are the innovators of our generation, of our of our respective society. They're the ones that are helping uh, push technology and education and things like that. But that sounds like it takes a lot of guts and and there's a lot of risks involved. Like, how 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 does somebody you know negotiate with that? What are the pros and cons of of entrepreneurship? Okay, I'm gonna. I was okay. The pros. I'll start for mm-hmm. the pros. I, I like. I like to get my. Sometimes you like to get the sweet stuff first, right? Yeah, of course, of course. You work for yourself. You set your own hours. Mm-hmm. You have your own workload. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to answer to anybody. You you do have to answer to your clients, your customers, stuff like that. Yep, yep. But there's no one over you, like to say, hey, um, do this, do that, do like you mm-hmm. know it's it really falls on you so it's what you can handle you can mm-hmm. take on as much as you can handle mm-hmm. um you pay yourself you you basically if you're a, if you're maybe a sole proprietor or you have a corporation but you're the only shareholder you're the only owner mm-hmm. after the expenses it's all the profits all yours, it's yours yeah. right um say you say you work you have a job and you you you're you work at a, a car dealership you sell 100 cars right you're not going to get you're not going to get paid for you're not going to get like if, if if the profit off of each car was maybe 10 15,000 you're not going to get 10 15,000 off of each car you sold well, no, it's going to go to the owner and the mm-hmm. owner's going to pay you your salary maybe your bonuses your commission from paying that stuff yeah if you're the entrepreneur if you're the owner you take what's left after the expenses mm-hmm. sometimes that's a pro Sometimes that's a con because yeah. you might be the last one to get paid in your own business and you may end up after you pay payroll and expenses, yeah. your lease, equipment, loans, whatever, you might end up with a small piece of the pie. But entrepreneurs have like a great sense of faith where they just they push forward mm. with the belief that one day this is going to turn around. Mm. One day this is going to turn around because so we've they're seen visionaries. it. They're yes. visionaries. You yeah. have to be because yeah. you've seen it with other corporations. You've of seen course. it with other entrepreneurs. You've seen people build establishments and institutions that have lasted 100, 150, 200 years. Yeah. Right? Legacies. Yeah. So someone had to build it. There were, mm. At the start of it, there was always a, a man or a woman who was an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Um, so that's the pros. The cons, it's an emotional roller coaster. That's number one. Okay. But but working at a bad job could be an emotional roller coaster as well. That's a fair point, right? It's a fair point. But entrepreneurship is a, is an emotional roller coaster. It feels like you're mm-hmm. raising almost a child. I remember mm-hmm. in uh, law school, I had a, like a whiteboard in my dorm, mm-hmm. and I and I and I wrote on it in the middle of it, um, "Your business is your baby, and no one's gonna raise it as good as you." You mm-hmm. know, and, and all the no- any notes that I any notes that I put on the whiteboard, I put around that quote because. 
um, it's true. No one's you could as with your practice, you could hire whoever you want to hire. Yeah. But as long as your name is on the checks, no one's gonna care for that business it's as true. much as you. It's true. So everything falls on you. Even if it wasn't your responsibility, mm-hmm. like say something with accounting uh was off or yeah. somebody handled a client without your knowing yeah. um uh you know, wrong. Yeah. It falls back on you. People always it's look true. at the owner at the top. It's Everything true. starts at the, the top. You're the face of the company. You're the face. Uh, right? Yeah. Um, it's the same thing with Apple. If something's wrong, people are like, it was wrong with Steve Jobs, right? Yeah. Something's wrong with Microsoft, it's wrong with Bill, Bill Gates. Gates. You know, it's true. Yeah. And it's true. You know, it's. Uh, look at Elon Musk. I was about to say. Elon Musk is the most charismatic uh, entrepreneur within the limelight, right? Mm-hmm. And look, he goes on a show, he smokes, he smokes a joint, the stock in his company goes up and down. <sighs> It's true. Wow. You know? When you really think about, yeah, so who's the face of the company. He's a man that can affect a lot of business with just yeah. his words. Yeah. He affected the stock price on Twitter just by saying he's going to buy it. He didn't even yeah. end up buying it. It's true. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's a guy that could he can move a lot of money either way just by the things he says. It's true. And I guess you it will even give other examples like LeBron James. When you look at LeBron James, as much as people want to say about him, he has like very a very clean, blemish-free record in terms of not only in basketball, but outside of basketball. And we think of all the different business ventures that he has. I mean, he's done Space Jam and he has his I Promise school. And I guess in hearing what you're saying, he's probably maintained that because of his character. But on top of that, he's also had to maintain that in order to retain a lot of the a lot of the profits from his various ventures because he is the face of his school. He is the face of certain endorsements and other endeavors in the community. And so when you think about that, yeah, as much as as you said, there's a lot of the pros in terms of making your own hours and being your own boss. It's that that's what people advertise. Behind that is the emotional roller coaster where people, let's say, under you are messing up or certain issues occur and it all falls back on you and you have to take care of that. And that can be a lot of pressure for I guess a lot of people. Yes. Even something like cash flow. Like you maybe you make sale you, you had a great you had great sales uh this month of June. Yeah. But July, that could be a I mean, that could be a slow period for you. It's true. And how are you going to cope with that? Right? Yeah. Um, like, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, everything falls back on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to get it. I was just I was just going to jump into something uh, randomly. But as Go a ahead. lawyer, uh, when I went, when I was deciding which, which uh, law practices I was, like, what type of practice I was going to have, mm-hmm. I would go on Google Analytics and I would look at the, the most search words when it comes to law and the month, right? Yeah. And I could see, like, for a family lawyer, um, December was the, their busiest month because mm-hmm. around Christmas, Christmas time. people are couples are fighting. I was about to say custody issues. Div- all. Like if you I used to work in child welfare, yes, yeah. Divorce is the biggest. Divorce is like the it's, it's the most googled word in December, right after the holidays. Wow. Maybe your family comes over. I didn't know that. Maybe your, your family's fighting with your spouse. Yeah, like the in laws are fighting. Oh, wow. I can't take it here no more. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm out. calling a lawyer. Remember what we we were speaking about? We were just talking the Monday about- morning yes. phone call after the weekend. After the weekend, when Everything you've had when you've had in. time to, to to think. Yeah. The holidays, you have a good week or two. You're off work. Mm. You're in this house with this person. You know what? <laughs> I hate. I hate the way that she makes this pie. That that some some so some so stupid. But it, but that will say I'm gonna. You know what? I don't like when your, I don't I don't like when your mom comes over here and stays and wow. she like and do and you know that that stuff happens. Wow. I like I I'm 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 weird. I Google all those kind of stats. I Google That's important. I for I um in America, the the highest. It's sad, but the highest uh, the highest frequency of um, domestic violence happens on the night of the Super Bowl when men have lost their bets. Yep. 
and Why then I... they get in fights with their their wives. Wow. It's the it's the number one day for domestic wow. violence calls. Whatever day the Super Bowl is, that will be the highest day for uh, domestic bad. violence calls. <sighs> I I like so I like I thought about family law and yeah. everything like that, but I hate getting in between families. No, I, like, trust I, uh, me. Yeah, it's 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 a tough gig, you know. Especially me, you know. I used to work in the child welfare, um, child welfare uh, sector, yeah. and you know, I basically I echo everything you're saying. You know, we will have a influx of um, of issues after the summer into September. So September, child welfare files are through the roof because kids come back, they disclose what happened throughout the, the summer. summer. So then, if you're a child protection lawyer, you know September. Even October, you're busy, right? And then I have a child protection lawyer in my office. You know, I, yeah. you never got to come to my office, but yeah. I'm right around your office. But uh, I'm gonna introduce you, you to her. We, uh, we should chat. Yeah, yeah when you come, because she she's busy all oh, the yeah. time. The, September, I could probably say September, June, just before school uh, closes out because they're going into the summer and December. Yeah, but actually not December, January because after the Christmas break again, when the kids come back to school, because I mean schools and police. Um, the police department are the two number uh, the two major referrals mm -hmm. for child protection, Definitely. right? And so that in line with family law, as you're saying, divorce law, all of that, as you said, when you have all that ample time to really think and reminisce, including the children, right? Yeah. Because I mean, there's even people who are on you know children's lawyers, right? Yeah. When these kids come and they're saying, "Yeah, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, Christmas was crazy. You know, mom's." Uh, got beat up by dad again. Yeah. Oh, and then now you have a they case. They just throw right? it out there. They just throw it out there because, yeah, as you said, the cases, man. They 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 have a lot of these cases. So, Courtney, we, you're you're saying some good stuff, and you know, essentially, what I hear you saying is like, even when you're talking about your your journey as an entrepreneur, it's a, a key word is that innovation, right? That um that determination of what gap you want to fill. The fact that you said in your mind, hold on, let me look up most Googled words at this frequency. <laughs> you know, what are the Listen, metrics at this I, time? I went deeper than that, man. Yep. I would Google, I would Google, on t like if you can, you can find anything on Google. Yeah, and the government course. keeps stats of, of so much things. So I'd be on, yeah. I'd be on stats Canada. I'd be looking up, um, so the government, if you look, you can find out what was the mo like the frequency of charges? Yeah. Wow. Um, and how much charges each jurisdiction was laying on people? How often it was defended? How often it was self rep? How often I, it, it was a guilty plea? How often you, you were searching this all up? Yeah, because I'm fi I figure like okay, if I'm going into this, there's fifty thousand lawyers in Ontario. Yeah. So I'm figuring okay, they all work in different in different uh, practices. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me see how busy it is. Let me see how busy it is in Peel. With this, I even like I even thought about like because because once if you decide you're gonna do criminal law, yeah, the next thing is oh what are you gonna specialize in? Are you gonna do DUIs? Are you gonna yeah. do murders? Are you gonna do sexual assaults? Mm -hmm. Are you gonna do guns and gangs? Mm -hmm. Are you gonna do drugs? So you may you want to you want to see how what's the pool that like if there's if you know there's five thousand uh, drug cases a year, you know you're you're you're, you're splitting that 5000 with these Power other lawyers that lawyers. specialize in that as mm -hmm. well right yeah so just like if it just, it's just market research basically yeah. and that's important to every entrepreneur of course right so you want to yeah. know what's your like what's the pool and how much of the market you can get yeah. and um from when you're starting out and you have to have goals as to mm. how much you want to obtain yes. you know so. so 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 in that same breath um a question that comes to mind is you know when i for instance when we're thinking about entrepreneurs when we're thinking about black businesses right and and you know any you know black person you know even after this 
can take a quick Google search just to you know validate what I'm saying. The challenge that I found is even when we're trying to fill this this niche, I feel like, and you tell me if this has been your experience when you look when you when you work with different black businesses, is that we sometimes oversaturate certain fields in our community. So from what I see, you know, you do a quick Google search on like buy blacks, on um, I think Afro biz. Um, and my, you know, my next friend, she has uh, Black Execs, which is another Black business directory. And shout oftentimes, out Black on uh, Black on To. Black on To, thank you. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. Black on To. Um, it's oftentimes um, food, aesthetics, i.e., you know, barbering, beauty. beauty, you know, beauty and aesthetics, fashion. Yeah. Um, you know. Sometimes law, right? Law and real estate, I think, are on the up and real coming, estate, yeah, right? Law and real estate, but as agents, not per se as mortgage brokers or as, uh, or or as developers, um, brokerage or bro- people that actually own brokerages or, or yeah. own brokerages, right? So those are essentially the fields, and and you know, but then when we're talking, let's say, because when we're talking entrepreneur, we're talking somebody who works for himself. So you could be a doctor and yeah. be an entrepreneur, a dentist. You could be an engineer and have your own firm. You could be a contractor and have your own firm, an electrician, plumber. But I find that, you know, as a therapist, there's even a growing number of, you know, black therapists. I mean, still a a lowered number of black male therapists, but there's a lot more black women going and starting their own practices. But that's like what I mentioned, like maybe four or five, six fields. But then there's a plethora of these others where we have imminent needs and we're not being served, right? Do you is that been your experience when you're working with black people and you know and um in you know who are coming with these different businesses? Do we oversaturate when it comes to the entrepreneurship field? I feel okay. Uh, let me just. This is my theory on it. Number yeah. one, the community. Uh, I you could look at it like this. Number one, the community is not educated on a number of things. Uh, the community is not educated on the importance of mental health. Yeah, and um, that's number one. So yes. you have to get you before you can even sell something to someone. You have to you Make have to educate them on why they need this. If you mm. sell vacuums, if you sell Dyson vacuums, yeah, you have to explain to them why a Dyson vacuum before the vacuums. Um, the the housewife was content with just a broom and a mop. It's true. It's true. You, you so know, you to sell, yeah, it would take her probably all day just to just to just to beat this carpet outside yeah. in the backyard. Yeah, it's true. So you gotta you gotta explain that now they have the 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 robo vacuum. Yeah. So you gotta explain the night. Now you don't even have to push it. You have to educate, right? Mm. Before before cars, um, before um, Henry Ford was selling cars, people were satisfied with riding horse Horses, and carriage, yeah. right? So you yeah. have to educate people on why they need this service first. Mm. And then when we talk about, it, and then these aren't tangible. Like therapy is not like a tangible service. You can't hold it. It's not it's a product true. that you can hold. Mm-hmm. Your mind. You, you. Some people have a hold of it. Some people don't. Yeah. So if yep. you look at it like that. Yep. Um. So that's number one. Number two, representation matters. Mm. So, uh, growing up, a therapist is like, I don't know what age you wanted to be a therapist at, but did you know any black therapists growing up? I knew I wanted to work, I knew from a young age I wanted to study the mind, the mind of not just people, but especially black people, just considering uh, what we've been through and why we engaged in what we did. But I didn't know none, right? I would see it on TV and I'm like, okay, I think that's something that maybe we need. But I didn't know of any. So no, to answer your question, I didn't. I didn't see any black lawyers, right? Yeah. What do we see? We see people playing ball. Yeah. We see people acting. You see mm-hmm. uh um, people rapping, rapping, singing, dancing, dancing, stuff like that. You never saw the black CEO. No. 
You know, you never even saw a movie where a man played a black CEO. Mm-hmm. In, in movies, we see black pimps, black gangsters, yeah. black drug dealers, uh, black, whether it be prostitutes. Yep. And those and are these the are the ver- ones that are these are the roles that are winning awards. And these are the versions of entrepreneurship that our youth see. Yeah. Because technically they could say, "Well, I work for myself." The pimp could say, "I work for myself." The drug dealer could say, "I work for myself." The pro- you know, the sex worker, the prostitute could say, "I work for myself." The stripper yeah. could say that she's an independent contractor for the gentleman's club, right? Yeah. And so, as you're saying, you can't be what you don't see. Yeah. Essentially, what you're, what I hear you saying. And as black people, let's be honest, we're immigrants to this country. We're not coming. We're not coming from another country with assets. The only thing we're coming with is our culture. Mm. So we're only coming with our food to sell. Mm. We're only coming with the way our garbs and our and our garments, the way that we dress, yes. the way that we do our hair. We're selling culture. When you see black, when you when you see black uh, black athletes. I mean, LeBron. You talk about LeBron James is is a, an anomaly. He is, yeah. Last week they announced he just became a billionaire. billionaire he's yeah. still playing. LeBron James has made more money off endorsements than he's ever made off of NBA off of the NBA, and he's made hundreds, maybe a hundred, two hundred million off playing Easy. in the NBA. Yeah. But before LeBron James played a game in the NBA, he had already had a ninety million contract, mm. ninety million dollar contract with Sprite. Yes. So you know this what I'm saying? Is, this, yeah. this is when he was 18. Before he even played an NBA game, wow. they already locked him up. It was in endorsements that he made Endor- his money. Endorsements. You said his image is great. Yeah. Companies want to stand next to LeBron James. We A lot of times, as black people, we sell culture. So the, yeah. we sell culture. We sell appearance. The things that you named out, the businesses that are oversaturated that you named out, they all deal with culture and appearance. Yeah. Right? True. These other jobs, therapy. Uh, Dentistry. Dentistry. Know, pharmacy. Yeah. It's in the, it's in, there's no camera on that. There's yeah. no glitter on that. Mm. It's behind the camera. Mm-hmm. It's behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. So. But then, I, but sorry, I'll let you finish. Yeah, I yeah. just feel like the representation is not there on those jobs. We yeah. don't know. It's, it's, it's hard for you to want to be something that you haven't seen anyone do. Yeah. You know? You yeah. have to draw a connection to something. Um, that's, that's why um, we started the whole Legacy United, the mm-hmm. nonprofit. Because yeah. we wanted to support uh, people that look like us. Yes. So I have a number of black boys, and um, I brought in professionals one day, black yes. professionals, mm-hmm. so that they could see like, hey, this is a this is a black uh, police officer. Hey, this is a black guy in tech. Yeah. Hey, this is I'm a lawyer. Um, I had uh, finance uh, guys guys very in finance. Good. Yeah, very you know, good. It's important for them to see black men hold these positions mm-hmm. um, because the chances of them filling these positions later on in life goes up that they've it's seen true. a black man hold this position. It's true. But when you've only seen the drug dealer, the pimp, yeah. the gangster, whatever yeah. it may be, what else are you going to... How, how high are you going to strive above yeah. that when that's the common image in your mind? Yeah. You know? So... I, so man that's that's so important that's so deep because again it's the visuals are so important is what you're saying the representation the most is, important thing we don't we don't have nothing to draw from yeah don't, don't get me wrong there's great blacks in africa yeah but we've, we're not going to turn on the tv and see them mm. bt's not even owned by a black by a black organization or they're a black not. man or anything like that they're not you know used to and then yeah we, we lost ownership of it even own oprah winfrey's network yeah. is not fully owned by her no right? but you're gonna have investors you can, sometimes you can't you can't fund everything by yourself yeah i'll tell you a funny story the owner I, I believe oh my gosh she's south asian he's a south asian man i can't remember if he owns the sacramento kings okay or he owns a team in the nfl but he's a south asian man he may own the jack jack the jacksonville jaguars okay he was trying to start his own. He was starting his own BT. 
It was called Black. It was called something. It was called Black. It was, it was a Black. It was a BT, but it wasn't called BT because BT's already taken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was he was starting his own. Wow. Um, black entertainment type yeah, yeah, television yeah. channel. Wow. And he was running it for like a little bit, but then I guess the expenses were too high. He just said, "Let me just he shut just it down." Rid of it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's selling culture. It's, it's selling culture. You know, again. and if we don't sell, if we don't sell our culture, someone else is going to sell it for us. But I guess so we might as well. But then you know, and just and because there's one more question I want to ask, just as we're wrapping up. Um. I guess the piece is, is as on one hand, we're selling the culture because, yeah, as you said, when we're coming, we're coming just to close on our back and and we're coming with the the recipes that we have. Recipes, hair braiding, barbershop, you know, and then, yeah, and you know, maybe the odd real estate agent, but that's only been recent, right? Odd lawyer now, but again, that's only been recent. Yeah. Um, My other piece is, is um, why we may say we sell, we, 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 that's our priority. When we are in need of those other non-tangible services, law right and not just criminal law but we're talking as you said business law um you know human rights law um divorce law whichever i think black people need to look more into a state's law and have state wills law, right <laughs> thank you have, have but, wills. but we, we we don't realize we need it until we're in these the predicaments yeah. same thing even as a therapist is like oh i don't need a therapist until your son you know starts talking to himself and now I'm getting calls on Monday and Tuesday morning like, David, so what do I do? You know, my son just teared up the house and said that the devil's after him. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, we're the black male therapist. And I'm like, well, we've been trying to explain to you the importance. And now when you're in this rut, now when, yeah, you didn't create a will and now your uh, sister's trying to take dad's assets and you're like, but I'm entitled to it. Sister didn't even have any play. Why is it that, you know, we wait until... That point, I guess, is it to your point because we don't know what we don't know. It's just the education. It's the education pieces it's that the mentorship that can help mitigate some of those pieces. What you're saying, like our our parents, who 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 mentored them when they got here. If they had mentors, their mentors were just telling them how they can get citizenship and how they can get maybe housing, mm, maybe how shoot. they can get government assistance, stuff like mm-hmm. that. What what were they being they're, like? They're like I don't know about your parents, but my parents are first generation immigrants. They came straight from Jamaica. Yeah, my my dad. And yeah. Well, actually, well, both my mom and my dad. My mom came from England. Her family went from Jamaica to England. They did the trifecta. Yeah. Then England to Canada. My dad, he came straight from Jamaica. Yeah. With his well, his parents came and then they sent for him later on. You could be even even yeah. if you're an Asian man or European man. You're as long as you're an immigrant, your first priority is mostly going to be survival. But unless you've the, really built a. a, a but what about a, a, the East Asians? The East Asians come and survival, and then they be looking nice too. Like I, I, I remember one time I was in class. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a guy in my class, and we were leaving. He hopped into a six series. This is my undergrad, and I'm just like, brother, why are you here? Yeah. Like, why, like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you here? Like, yeah. You look, you look like you were ready. You know, yeah, like, you look good. like you're ready. Good. Oh, his parents like, oh, oh, if, if I don't get this degree, my parents will take this, all this back. Like, his parents probably live in China or whatever. Yeah, yeah, of course, of this, course. You know? Yeah. So I understand. Like, but, he's supposed to do something. Maybe he's supposed to build something. So maybe. Yeah, of course, of course. It's but they're, they're but they're building for like, hey, maybe someone else from the family can come over here, or maybe the, I can I can ne- I can expand my dad's business across yeah. the globe. Yeah. You know? But Stuff they're like cre- that. they're essentially creating a legacy and maintaining that legacy gen- through generations. Yeah. So. My last question, just, you know, in terms of tangibles, we always like to do tangibles for our viewers and our listeners so that they come away with something that they can understand and be able to apply. So what, you know, what would you say is the, is the first step or couple steps to starting a business and, it, you know, in any field, was it, whether it's related to contracts, whether it's related to uh, startup costs, whatever, like wh- how, how would somebody get, a, you know, get into doing it the proper way? 
Uh, well, the proper way, I believe, is to plan first. So you okay. plan, you decide what, what type of business you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have a business that you're going to have to work there? Or are you going to have a business where you might hire management to come work there and you're just the owner? Yeah. Um, what are you going to sell? What do you know, what do you, what's your offer to the world? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, I, I still believe that's important. Everybody has to, you, you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. But you have to do it your way. You have to. Your the wheel has to be in your vision. You mm. must think there's something about this wheel right here mm-hmm. that you think is important that everyone needs. Yeah. Um, that could benefit a, a certain um, sector of the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so plan first. You, if you don't write a business plan, just write some notes about what you want to sell, who, how much people you're gonna need, what the expenses might look like, and stuff like that. When it comes to setting up the business. Um, you can set up a business for as low as $60, $60 in here in Ontario. That's a sole proprietorship. Yes, yes, if you go yes. On, if you go on um, Service Canada, you can set up a sole proprietorship, $60, set it up in one night, whatever yeah. the case may be. If you want a corporation now, it might be a little bit more because you may have to go to a lawyer or go to an account- accountant do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason, and it's going to be, it might run you uh, within like a, a few more hundreds to maybe a thousand, maybe even um, fifteen, two thousand. It depends on the type of corporation that you want. Yeah. How much people's getting involved? What you guys are gonna do? If you guys are gonna flip homes, it might be a different um okay. type of corporation than if you're just gonna go sell ice cream, mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? A corporation has benefits to it that the sole proprietorship doesn't have. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about legacy, the corporation is the way to go because if I if I have a sole proprietorship and knock on wood I die, someone can owe me fifty grand, but once I'm dead, that tab is null and void. They don't who they're gonna pay? I'm dead. Yeah. Right. If I have a corporation and I die, they're still gonna owe that corporation money because that corporation gonna be a- around longer than me. Mm. I, like if I if I'm smart, I'll set up a will and leave my kids or my wife the shares of my corporation. Mm. So that person will still That's owe the corporation smart. money, and that that corporation will still pay my family. Wow. Also, with the corporation, I can go own property. Yeah. I don't have to have property in my name. I could just put it in the corporation's name. It's true. Keep I can have vehicles in it. I can have equipment. I can have a building property i can have just land in my yeah. corporation yeah i can go get credit cards in my corporation something i can't just do in my sole proprietorship because mm-hmm. a corporation is a separate entity than myself yes while a sole proprietorship and myself is tied um also a corporation can uh it can it can go into legally binding contracts where even though i own the corporation let's just let, like i'll just tell you a, a, a real a real circumstance that mm-hmm. business owners find themselves in um you have a you have a sole proprietorship, you get sued. That person's coming after your your house, your car, your kids' tuition that you've saved and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I own a corporation, I get sued. I just walk away. If I if, if I don't want to defend it, yeah. I just walk away from the corporation. Go start, go start another one. one. Yeah. Many people don't under, don't realize that there's billionaires, there's millionaires that have left corporations, started the next corporation the next day, gone bankrupt. The ideas are up here already. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, the corporation is yeah. just a shell of yeah. what your of what what your intentions are. Yeah, you can go set up another corporation, do the same thing, and not have to worry about this anymore, this debt wow. no more, this, you know, like a lot. If you, if, I don't want to say anyone's name, any celebrity's name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot. Donald Trump had a lot of um, failed corporations before, yes. and Donald Trump pays. Donald Trump is way richer than you and I, and he pays less tax than you and I. Yeah, as well, right? Wow. Like I said, entrepreneurs is, are the ones that influence the tax code. Beautiful. You know. Yeah. Um. I just I went off point there. No, no, no. You that, that was beautiful. All but, of that. I think that's a beautiful summary, especially that last piece in terms of what, why entrepreneurs are so important to the economy and why you know in our community why they they need to be important is essentially 
they are the ones that help regulate or, or I should say help push and challenge the tax everything. code. They help challenge everything. You know, in our community, they're the ones that can even, I guess, help push certain um, motives or certain... Um, they fill voids, man. Vo- voids that wanna, we have. I just want to highlight something like Uber. La- yeah. Uber, in certain cities in Ontario, there's no public transportation, so there's but Uber. there's Uber. So you just feel the need. You know what I'm saying? So then, we, so as it, an entrepreneur, like you know, that's, that's what entrepreneurs. That do. Gov- government couldn't, government no. couldn't put transportation there, but yeah, an entrepreneur came, and now you guys can get around. Uber. You guys can go get jobs in farther places because there's Uber to get you to those jobs. Wow. You know what I'm saying? No, so, that's, brother Courtney. Thank you for your words of wisdom. It's you a know, pleasure, man. It's it's so important to hear, and you're so encouraging to see another fellow brother who's. Feeling I appreciate you for having nice, me, man. Real talk. <laughs> it, I appreciate you for having it's me. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And you know, I want to say to the uh, to the viewers, to the listeners, entrepreneurship is an option. It's a viable option. And why it's so important, essentially, is it's filling a niche in our community. So think about what niche, what void in our community do you want to fill? We talk about the gaps that, or we talk about the areas that oftentimes we target, which Brother Courtney has said is attached to culture. What areas do we also need to tackle? Like, subscribe, share, rebuilding the black family. Thank you.